they unlocked on Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks took a point in Minnesota. That's it. That's the intro on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for well over a decade. And hey, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. So they played a game on Saturday that honestly, it wasn't all that bad considering who they were playing and considering how well they did against Minnesota last season. Yeah, it wasn't that good last season. So for the Ducks to get a point in Minnesota at the end of the road trip, not too bad considering how this road trip has gone. Uh, It hasn't gone all that well. But hey, let's talk about the game that occurred. This was kind of a fun one. I had a fun beginning. It was the Ricard Raquel show. Maybe he's coming back to his all-star form. Don't forget, Ricard Raquel has been an all-star in the past. We know he's capable of these types of games where he will just score at will. That's exactly what happened at the start of Saturday's game where you had kind of a decimated lineup thanks to all the injuries, and especially the injury injury to Max Jones, who's now going to be out for quite a while. So good for Ricard Raquel to step up when needed, and he stepped up in a big way, a very big way, where on the first shift for that line with the Henrik Raquel Zegras line, along with Lindholm and Drysdale, Raquel got going right away, scored his third goal of the season, this was only a minute into the game, and the Ducks took an early 1-0 lead. But on that play, I gotta give some credit to Trevor Zegris, and also some credit to Hampus Lindholm, who really helped uh, get the offense going. Zegris came out like gangbusters. He was probably the fastest guy out there, and really helped drive play. But, you know, good for Ricard Raquel to pot that one. I feel like everyone really contributed on that goal. But then credit the assists to Adam Henrique and Hampus Lindholm, his first apple of the season. Good for him. So Ricard Raquel got things going one nothing, And then it was Minnesota. This was kind of a crazy sequence of events in the first period because that first period was kind of a fast-paced, kind of a helter-skelter type of period where you just had back and forth, back and forth. Quite a few shot attempts on that, like, that little stretch of plane. There was a few thought attempts. A lot of them. Not many actual shots on goal, but the attempts were pretty high. In fact, the Ducks had 14 shot attempts to Minnesota's 15. So it was pretty even. I mean, that's despite the fact that the Ducks were outshot 8-5. to five, And despite the fact that Minnesota was getting quite a few high danger chances, more so towards the end of the period. But with about... 13 minutes left. Brandon Duhame got his first of the season. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's one that the Ducks want back. Because the defense just kind of fell apart. Fell a little bit asleep there. That made it a 1-1 tie. Then only two minutes later, Jared Spurgeon got his first of the season. That made it 2-1 Anaheim. On that one, the Ducks absolutely did fall asleep. Well, the first one they fell asleep... And who fell asleep on that one 
was Cam Fowler and unfortunately Trevor Zegras. He kind of fell asleep on that one. But then the second one, oh, Jakob Silverberg got burned on that one, and so did Benoit Olivier Grew or Bo Grew. They both got torched on that second goal. This was this was a bad look for the team at the time. I mean, I'm not going to put too much blame on Hampus Lindholm or Jimmy Drysdale. Well, maybe slightly on Drysdale, but that was the forward line that really lost their assignments there. So Silphy, Bo Groove, they just they just kind of lost it there. So that made it two to one Minnesota. But just after that, two minutes later, Troy Terry he got in on the mix. That's his second of the season. And I got to give credit to the old guys. Lindholm got his second apple. Hampus Lindholm was really offensively aware on this game. He was getting more more so to the loose pucks than normal. And Ryan Gisloff, the old guy, up to his tricks once again. But Troy Terry, someone that I was hoping would score a little bit more this season, he did so on that play, making it 2-2. Two two. And then... Right after that, on the power play in the second period, Ricard Raquel got his second of the game on the Ducks power play. Yes, you are hearing this correctly. On the power play. Yeah, this this was kind of a fun one right there. So on the power on that particular power play, there was more movement than I'd seen on the power play in quite a while. I like what Max Comtois brought to the table. I like what Getzloff especially brought to this one because he was becoming very positionally aware of where everyone else was. He knew where Zegris was. He knew where Comtois was. He knew where Raquel was. Putting Drysdale on the power play line, that was a brilliant move. I mean, it's a shame that Zegris didn't get an apple on this one because he. I think everybody contributed on that goal. Everybody, all five ducks. Now, the assist did end up going to Getzloff and Jamie Dreisel, who I just mentioned, got the primary assist on that one, and Raquel with his second of the game. So, I like Dreisel on that power play. I like Getzloff on the power play, but I got to give credit to Zegris there as well. And while Zegris did miss an assignment earlier in the game, and while he did get burned, it was good to see Zegris on that power play and help out. It doesn't reflect so on the actual score sheet, but I think it needs to be said that Zegris is helping the power play in general. So good for them. That made it 3-2 Anaheim. But late in the second period, John Gibson probably wants it back. John Merrill got his first of the season. Felino got the assist. 3-3 tie. Third period, not much going on. That was a very... No, I'm not going to lie to you. The Ducks actually had a lot of good shots there. That was probably their best period of the game. The second period, the Ducks fell asleep. They had no high danger chances. They allowed 26 shot attempts. They allowed 13 shots. Minnesota, I would say, dominated the last 15 minutes of that second period and quite a bit of that third period. But the Ducks evened it out. The shots were even. Shot attempts were in favor of the Ducks. They just could not hit the freaking net. So we go to overtime. And what happens in overtime? Uh, Yeah, Minnesota eventually got a goal in overtime, thanks to Ryan Hartman. So he won the game for Minnesota. It was 4-3, but hey, the Ducks got a point, despite the fact they got outshot 
36 of 24. So same old, same old. The Ducks get outshot, but they do well in the power play. But late lapses in defense cost them big time. And on that one, the offenders who got burned on that one, Drysdale, Lindholm, Raquel, and Adam Henrique. Yes, this was this was a sort of power play, I guess, moment in overtime. Hampus Lindholm did get a penalty for closing his hands on the puck. So he had four on three action, and then it was four on four action for a while. And this was a long shift for Hampus Lindholm at the end of that power play. And Jamie Drysdale had been out there for a while too. He was kind of left out to dry, to be honest. But it was Hartman with the goal. And got to give credit to Minnesota once again. They pulled through in overtime again. So there you have it. Cam Talbot gets the win. John Gibson gets the loss. The Ducks get a point. 4-3 to three was your final score. All right, we're going to come right back after the only intermission. But let's talk about DirecTV Stream. You know, no more of this fumbling around to look for the remote. DirecTV Stream has all your sports, entertainment, and TV shows all in one place. And best of all, there is no contract. None of these eight-year contracts that you see in the National Hockey League. No, no annual contract. So go to directtv.com and check out DirecTV Stream. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And this is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. And hey, have you checked out Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream? Hey, the Churro Puff comes around once in a while, and they also have some fantastic new flavors. The Coconut Puff, the Churro Puff, the Coconut Brownies, a very good flavor. So all these great new flavors coming onto Built.com. Y'all have to try them for yourself. They are good for you. They taste good. There's only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and packed with 17 grams of protein. So head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Okay, so let's break down this game a little bit more. Ryan Getzloff, while he did get a couple of apples, he did get a fine out of this game. This was not fine. He was fined for a dangerous trip on Joel Erickson Eck. Yes, this is this was called, according to NHL player safety, a quote-unquote dangerous trip. Okay, fine. It, it wasn't a good trip. This was about a minute 33 left to go in overtime. There was no penalty called on the play. The refs let them play this one out. And that's why I wanted to end with overtime and end with this. Because Ryan Getzloff did everything possible to prevent any type of goal towards the end there. And for what it's worth, he did prevent Joel Erickson Eck from scoring right around the end of that power play. So give Getzloff some credit for that. And that was, that was a good line that Minnesota had out there. They had Jared Spurgeon out there. They had Kaprizov out there, who was pretty much skating as we thought we he would. Kevin Fiala was out there. And Joel Eriksson-Eck. And Eriksson-Eck, I thought, had a pretty decent shot at a goal. But Ryan Getzloff, right there with the stick, tripping, tripping Joel Eriksson-Eck. 
Yeah, Getsy got fined a thousand dollars. Oh, darn. Yeah, for a dangerous trip on Joel Erickson Eck. But hey, he prevented Minnesota from scoring at that point. Of course, it didn't matter a minute later because Getzloff left the ice. You had the other guys come in. You had Lindholm and Drysdale. Then you had Raquel come in and had Henrique come in. Yeah, he just prevented the inevitable. That's what Getzloff did. And he lost a thousand bucks for it. <laughs> so that's a little bit of news that came out of that. But hey, speaking of Ryan Getzloff, he's coming up to some milestones. I think I'm going to mention the milestones on tomorrow's podcast. But just a little bit more about this game. And I want to talk about the power play once again. The power play I thought was brilliant for the most part. The Ducks were one for three. And in all three of those power plays, they got some quality shot chances. They were right there in the slot. They did as well as they could as far as power play. But really, the power play took place mostly right in the center. The best part about them, they were actually making good cross-ice passes. And Ryan Getzloff was partially responsible for those cross-ice passes, something that he's gotten quite adept at over the years. But as far as the rest of the action, the high-danger chances were far and few in between for the Ducks. The Ducks only had four, count them, four high-danger chances, and the Minnesota Wilds had 14. Ouch! The Ducks were living on the perimeter for the most part, while letting Minnesota get shot after shot against John Gibson right there in the high danger zone. Minnesota could have won by a lot more. The Ducks, frankly, you ready for this? The Ducks were kind of lucky to get a point on this one because Minnesota was dominating most of that second period. They could have put the game away. They could have been up 5-2 to two or 6-2. to two. But no, the Ducks kept it close and yay. Okay. That's that's going to do it for today. We're going to keep this one rather short. Tomorrow will be a regular podcast. We'll talk a little bit about the Ducks' next opponent. And we'll talk a little bit about Ryan Getzloff. Yeah, he is coming close to a couple of milestones. I think he will hit one this week. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. I want to thank you all for listening. Please make sure to rate, comment, subscribe on the podcast. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app. Check it out on Spotify. That's where a lot of listens come from. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out Locked On NHL with Sarah Avampato and Jess Balmasto. They do Western Conference Wednesdays. So definitely check out Locked On NHL for the latest in all your NHL news. The Ducks do play a game on Tuesday night. Hip, hip, hooray. The Ducks come home. They're finally back in Anaheim. The Ducks play on Tuesday against the Winnipeg Jets. Again. Yes, this is the same Winnipeg Jets team that they saw just last week. This is the same Winnipeg Jets team that we saw two weeks ago. Three times in a matter of, what is it, 13 days? So Winnipeg is back in town. 
and then you have the Sabres against the Ducks. This is no longer a gimme game for the Ducks. The Sabres are a completely different team. They have a winning record. They're second in the division, if not for the Florida Panthers. And then the Golden Knights on Friday. Yeah, that's happening. All right. So don't forget to check out the Winnipeg Jets and Anaheim Ducks Tuesday night. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the morning. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together.